Welcome to Strong Not Starving. My name's Marcus Kane, and if you want to beat binge eating and create a rewarding relationship with food and exercise, you're in the right place. The information in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for medical advice. So do you feel like you're pushing shit uphill in your situation, trying to create a better result from your relationship with food and exercise, but finding that you're constantly spinning your wheels? Today, we're going to talk about a few things to help you break out of that funk. And as always, I'm just going to jump straight into it. Firstly, despite what the fitness industry would have you believe, creativity and clarity are way more important than discipline when it comes to getting unstuck. And anxiety shuts down creativity and clarity. I'm mentioning this first because every single one of the points that I'm talking about today requires clarity and creativity for effective action. If you're stuck in a loop of worry, anxiety, and feelings of inadequacy, those things will shut down the resourceful, open-minded part of yourself you really need in order to create lasting changes. And right now, if there's a little voice in your head that's advocating for worry and anxiety repeating your most common concerns and fears back at you on a loop, that's the voice of anxiety and inadequacy, shutting down your access to clarity and resourcefulness. It might be happening like right now in real time. So as I'm telling you this, and I'm about to present you with these things to help you break out of the place you're in, a part of your mind might be gearing up with objections even before you've heard anything. This is the part of your mind that views what you're currently experiencing as safe territory, even if it's miserable or dysfunctional, and it will do its best to keep you there. So if that shows up for you today or any day, don't go to war with these voices because they'll fight back, right? Recognize them as echoes of your past experiences and reassure yourself, however you want to, that your past doesn't dictate your future. I know that's hard, I know it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it can happen and it just requires a bit of repetition. And if that's something that you're struggling with, like I I truly do understand, like these echoes are something that I had to overcome, not just in my relationship with food and body image like many years ago, but I had to address these in order to have a happy marriage. Like my parents' marriage was a clusterfuck and to this day, neither of them are exactly relationship gurus. So the stories in my own mind about marriage and relationships were constantly very loud and backed by, quote, evidence, right? There was a very challenging and painful point in my life when I had to decide whether or not to let their story, like my parents' story, the, the echoes of my past, continue to be my story into the future. So I know addressing these things can be challenging, but 100% it can be done. So as we continue into this episode, watch out for your own echoes, watch out for your old familiar stories. And remember, creativity, clarity, lateral thinking, like these things are way more important than discipline. It doesn't mean that discipline is useless. We need that too, like when it's applied effectively. But discipline used like a bullet a gate, like constantly banging your head against the same shit day after day, that's not helping. It just produces a whole set of feelings that limit your access to the state that you really need to be in, in order to create the kind of changes that you want. Discipline is great sometimes, but not to the point of anxiety and worry. 
we need clarity and creativity and things like anxiety and worry shut down your access to that part of your mind. So how do we get there? Um, <laughs> that kind of leads me into the second point that we're talking about here, how to change the feelings that are currently keeping you stuck. Again, we often come up against resistance when looking at this because how we feel is often tied in our minds to what we believe and our beliefs are part of our identity. The most common fear that I encounter when working with people on their relationship with food is what if I change the way that I feel about my standards and I just let myself go and, and I stop caring? I totally understand, right? Like I felt that way too, but that thought is a very clever piece of manipulation from the part of your mind trying to keep you stuck in familiar territory, even if familiar territory is miserable. When setting out to improve how you feel, to improve your fulfillment and happiness, know that the most important and valuable parts of yourself will always stay, while the dysfunctional and self-limiting parts of you will fight to hold their place in your life because they know that they're expendable. They often succeed in making you feel too afraid to let them go, right? But that's where we need clarity. We need to see those things for what they truly are. Now, when it comes to changing a feeling, it's helpful to notice that there's a difference between thoughts and feelings. Thoughts exist in your mind and can be translated into words. And feelings exist in the body as a sensory experience. Feelings can be difficult because you might know on a logical level what you want to feel and even have logical thoughts in line with the feeling that you want to have, but the old feeling stays stuck in you like a blockage, like coming up and presenting you with anxiety and fear and discomfort every time you try to take action in line with the direction that you want to go. I was having a chat with someone on Instagram the other day. They were talking about rebelling against certain body image standards and cliches and things that we've kind of been pushed to believe are absolutely essential to our existence. And they were saying, on a logical level, yes, this is what they want to believe. This is what they want to feel. But the reality of taking action in that direction is sometimes extremely lonely. And, you know, when they said that, that hit me right in the chest because, yeah, it can be lonely doing this kind of work sometimes. It doesn't have to be lonely all the time, but it can be sometimes. And this is an example of having a set of thoughts and some logic that you're like, right, that's the direction I want to go. But the feeling you might be having isn't exactly in line with the logical side of things. So when we set out to change our thoughts, we can start to do that by becoming aware of our thoughts and shining a spotlight on the flaws in their logic and how they aren't serving us. We can actually practice opening our minds to like new ways of thinking and challenging our old thought processes. But feelings are a bit different. We can't change a feeling by focusing on it. But at the same time, it's important to make space for feelings and not gaslight yourself. This can be kind of difficult as it sounds like paradoxical, right? Like make space for it without focusing on it. Like it sounds ridiculous. So let's split this into two parts. 
processing difficult feelings and creating more positive feelings. Two separate things, two different paths of action. To process a difficult feeling, we have to avoid pushing it away and suppressing it. So this is why something like binge eating often gets in the way. We use food to distract from a difficult emotion that we need to actually make space for in order to allow it to pass. The most essential detail here is to be able to make space for a difficult emotion without allowing any mental commentary about the emotion to spiral. This is what I mean when I say things like all feelings are valid, but most thoughts are batshit crazy. The world of thought is where storytelling and meaning making happens. And that's not the territory that we want to be in when we process a difficult emotion. We need to stay out of our heads and willing to allow space for the feeling itself, free from storytelling and interpretation, free from the intellectualization of the feeling into a set of thoughts and stories. So just the feeling itself, the feeling that happens in the body. Taking time for insight and reflection, that's a great idea with the right kind of support, but there's a time and a place for that, right? So like trying to reflect on why you might be feeling depressed or anxious or angry while you're actually alone in the grips of those emotions will often lead to a lot of really unhelpful thought processes. So get support like coaching or therapy to help keep your compass like pointing north in these moments and save the reflection for when you're clear headed. Your only job when you're experiencing a rough set of emotions is to not dive into analysis and storytelling. It's to stay present and allow space for the emotion to move through you. Like this might involve anchoring yourself using light to moderate movement, like or a shower or a massage, giving your dog or your cat a cuddle, like anything that helps to move through that process of feeling without setting out to subdue the emotion with food, alcohol, scrolling on social media, smoking, etc. Any of that kind of stuff. And if coaching or therapy or that kind of support isn't an option for you, I know it's not an option for everyone. If it's not an option for you, then if you put this into practice, this one principle into practice, it's going to make things a lot easier for you. Save the insight and reflection for when you feel resourceful and clear-headed and well-regulated. Reflect later on what might have brought a feeling into existence. Don't try to figure it out in the moment when you're in the grips of it. Because when you're in the grips of these really difficult states, your mind is more likely to produce stories that are in line with how you're feeling rather than being a helpful representation of reality. So when we're in the really difficult state, we're going to be more subjective. We're going to be less objective. Our reflections in those moments aren't often as helpful as the ones that we have when we're a bit more clear headed. So if you are on this journey alone, I'd suggest that you just remember that your mind might be in the moment telling you like, this is it. 
and I'll never ever be happy ever again, but that thought is a reflection of the state that you're in, not an accurate representation of reality. So to process difficult feelings, we need to allow space for them without jumping into the world of storytelling and speculation and save the reflection and insight for later when you have access to your best self, your clear head. And when it comes to creating positive feelings, I'm reminded, and forgive me for being cheesy here, I'm, I'm reminded of a line from an old movie called Field of Dreams. This line is, build it and they will come. In other words, don't sit on your ass trying to think your way to feeling better. If you obsess over the fact that you don't feel the way you want to feel, you'll just continue to get more of the same. So first, as my good friend Jacqueline Davies always says, put down the shovel, like stop digging. Stop thinking about trying to be happy and just do things that you know bring fulfillment and happiness. Build it and they will come. In this sense, this means build an environment that's congruent with feeling good and good feelings will come. Stop trying to think your way there. And the missing piece in this conversation so far is how to action any of this. And with any action, this last point is going to be essential to remember. It's absolutely essential to remember the fact that all effort is not created equal. Every single environment or situation has a point of diminishing returns where more effort won't bring a correspondingly better result. A really great example of this is last year, a bloke who we'll call Jim started working with me in my one-to-one coaching program. He was struggling with binge eating, looking to improve his health and fitness and finding himself just constantly stuck in the same old cycles. He'd go through periods where he'd put a lot of energy into staying super disciplined and things would feel kind of okay, but his commute to work, his work schedule getting to the gym after work and family commitments created an environment that meant in order for Jim to quote improve, there was basically no room for error, no room for him to be human. And food would always be the thing that broke first when things became too much. Jim would start experiencing mini binges during his lunch breaks during the week. And soon after that, binging on the weekends would start to follow. So Jim had hit a point of diminishing returns where constantly trying harder while juggling his existing variables wasn't producing a better result. Recognizing this point of diminishing returns is essential to building and maintaining a constructive relationship with food and exercise. It doesn't mean there's a point at which you give up. It means there's a point at which you recognize that sweating bullets to try and improve yourself won't be as effective as redirecting some of that energy to improve your situation or your environment. So in Jim's case, with his situation, to do this, we swapped out getting to a commercial gym for an hour after work with 30 minutes of kettlebell and bodyweight sessions in the morning. We made sticking to a healthy diet more achievable by moving away from the all or nothing kind of black and white approaches that he thought he had to stick to. And in doing these things, we found more space for him to spend time with the people he cared about, as well as actually having a bit more time to himself. 
So the time-consuming detour to the commercial gym after work was gone. Like he gained 90 minutes after work there. The energy and willpower needed to maintain a strict diet was no longer a thing. So he was less stressed. And being less stressed, of course, affected his food choices in a very positive way. And as well, he was no longer binge eating at lunchtime. So gained another 30 minutes during the day to do whatever he pleased there. I think last time we spoke, he was swapping 30 minutes at lunchtime for heading home like 30 minutes earlier or something. So an additional 30 minutes there, plus no longer doing the 90 minute like detour to the commercial gym. He gained a whole two hours after work in his evening. In summary today, like the bullet points of today's episode, clarity and creativity are going to be more important than discipline in most cases. Secondly, we can change how we feel by allowing space to process difficult feelings and creating a space congruent with more positive feelings, right? So remember, there's a time and a place for insight and reflection, There's also such a thing as being up in your head too much. So keep that in mind. And finally, acknowledging the point of diminishing returns. If it feels like working harder doesn't produce a better result, invest some energy in modifying your routine, your environment, your approach. This isn't about just you having to be more and more disciplined, you getting better and better and better. That old cliche, work smart, not hard. Of course, there's a time to work hard and none of these things are absolutes, but we want to find this balance. If you're pushing shit uphill with a pointed stick and you find that that's just a cycle that never changes, it might be time to look at your environment and your process. And doing all this on your own is 100% possible, but it's always a much more streamlined process when you have support. So reach out to me if you want to chat about what that could look like for you. My one-to-one coaching diary is currently full, but I'm still available for free consultations if you want to like ask some questions and get a foot in the door for when someone wraps up their program and a space becomes available. So thank you so much for joining me today. It means the world to me when people share this podcast with their friends. So if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and share it. My name is Marcus Kane. This was Strong Not Starving, and I'll be back next week.